Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Turn up the propane on the campfire. I'm Tony. <laughs> I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. And it's getting chilly. We had a friend who has a fountain outside their house and it was running overnight and it <laughs> basically made icicles. It's kind of cool looking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was in the upper 20s last night here. Yeah, when it was 17 at Kim's house, the hummingbird feeders froze over. Oh, oh, oh. Poor little hummingbirds. (laughs) Oh, man. That stinks. Yeah. Now, those of you who come from actually cold places, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. But for us, this is cold. Yeah. I mean, in October. (laughs) And it just started. So it's not October anymore. Oh, yeah. November. Whatever the heck month (laughs) this is. That's right. There was that election. So a lot of times we say we are really good at spending your money. We are. And that is no exception in this episode. However... If you own a business that has a little bit of land, like, I don't know, a museum, a winery, a brewery, a restaurant, possibly. A hotel. Yeah, oh, gosh, a hotel. Although that's almost. I know. But, yeah. but it happens. <laughs> so I have a business proposition for you. I was working with a railroad museum, and we had talked about putting RV spaces there because, let's face it, there is a deluge of new RV owners. And there's not a deluge of new RV sites. No, but in keeping with social distancing and just all of that and opportunity, what if your business put up a camp spot or two? I mean, it could be as simple as restriping a parking lot or... Not even restriping a parking lot, just have a flat-ish spot that you don't mind a camper spending the night in. Yeah, and then maybe hook up with Harvest Hosts and put it out there and just see what happens and perhaps even set up on your website if you have one, and I hope you do, a way for somebody to make a reservation and pay you to be there or work it out where the RVer stays at no cost to them but supports whatever your business does. So Right, so a lot of times we make this appeal to RVers, or not appeal, but recommendations, to check out Harvest Hosts and see if they can find a site that they would like to spend the night at. And now we're kind of reversing that a little bit and saying... You as a business, if you have, and and Harvest Host specifically says that RVs have to be fully contained. So we're not asking you to provide electricity or water or anything, just some space. Yeah. And you'll allow people to stay. You'll get potentially some new customers. And I think it'll be good for business and it will open up the door for more RVers as well, who tend to be pretty well behaved and good customers. There's also Boondockers Welcome has a vision now where you can if you do provide services like electricity or whatever you can actually charge for that so that's also a new provision in boondockers Boondockers Welcome. welcome so if you don't have a business but you happen to have 
have a bit of property like we do have a space that wasn't being used and it's big enough to park an RV on. So we are Boondockers welcome hosts and we have people come, a lot of them from Canada. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost been exclusively from Canada but so we have far. People come and spend a night here, then we give them ideas about where to go and have a beer, have some wine, have some dinner, and yeah, and just but, hang out and see the area. But you could also list your business, I believe, on Boondockers Welcome. Mm, okay. You know, I mean, why not? And then if, like, yeah, if you do provide any services, water or electricity, or even, gosh, if you have a sewer fitting outside, dump oh, service, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, whatever works for your business. But I truly believe this is opportunity that will bring business, because what business doesn't need more business? <laughs> and it will bring campers and i think it's one of those where everybody wins so just something to if you're a listener well you're probably already thinking about rvs <laughs> if you're listening to an rv podcast but just an appeal to people who have a business who might have a wee bit of space now let's spend some more of their money yeah we'll be right back spending your money Camping is all about great experiences, and that's why we love Harvest Hosts. Harvest Hosts is the gateway to beautiful overnighting experiences. And with Harvest Hosts, you can boondock at wineries and breweries, cultural destinations, golf courses, so much more. It's a great alternative to traditional campgrounds. Yeah, a lot of those really great pictures you've seen online, like Instagram and such, have been taken at Harvest Host destinations, and you can experience those yourself. You can, and we've got a good deal on Harvest Host memberships on our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. Enjoy your next Stressless Camping getaway at a beautiful destination and save money in the process. Winner, winner. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Hey, chicken dinner. <laughs> All right. So here we are back again, here to spend your money. One of the things, you know, there are a lot of new RVers out there. There are a lot of new RVers and there are a lot of new RV questions and a lot of new RVs. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of new in this sentence. Well, also... This could double as, you know, there's a lot of early Black Friday deals right now, too. Oh, so if you're not a new RVer, but you know a new RVer. Or you just want some stuff. Or you just want some stuff. Because honestly, who doesn't want more stuff? So these are the things we think every RV should have. Yes. So these are not necessarily the fun, goofy, you know, things that we really love and have, but these are the things that really are kind of vital to a good, safe setup and a good, safe camping trip. So we have this list on Amazon. It's a, what is it, a wish list? I think it's a wish list. And it's... RV basics. Yeah, RV basics. And so this is basically... Basically. Basically basics. Basically. <laughs> this is basically the basics. Yeah. It's the stuff you should probably always have in your RV. And let's start with water, which froze last night. We don't have anything on here for freezing water, but that's because no. we try not to RV where it's freezing. No. But these items are for safe, reliable water yeah. to your RV. Yeah. So the first thing is you're going to need a hose. Your RV may have come with a kit of standard stuff. Mm -hmm. And if it came with one of those white, blue-laced RV water hoses, cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. There are hoses that aren't guaranteed to be, you know, lead-free or chemical-free yeah. or whatever. Those are fine for throwing out on the lawn. But you want really to have a water hose that is acceptable for drinking water. Even if you aren't like me and just turn on the tap to get a drink of water and you use bottled water, you're still 
you know, cooking and showering yeah. and washing your hands with that water. So you want it to be good, safe water. Yeah. So get a good RV water hose. In fact, I suggest too, because many of the time, yeah, we have had a fit, you know, two twenty fives. We've had a 50 foot run to water. Before. We have. And while you have water coming in, you're going to want to regulate the pressure. Why? Because I've been to RV parks where the water pressure was insanely high. And I've been to RV parks where it was like, geez, if I turn on the tap, eventually a drip will come out. Right. But I've also been to RV parks where I got there and there was not much water pressure and then enough RVers left <laughs> and the water pressure went nuts. So I would suggest a water pressure regulator and they're pretty inexpensive. And that regulator is not going to give you more pressure, you know. It's not going to help that. But if the water pressure at your hookup is really high, you don't want that high pressure coming into your lines and bursting a line inside the camper. You would rather that that pressure regulator slow things down to a good safe pressure before it comes inside. Ours is set to 40 PSI. Yeah. And when you have your water pressure. Now, so sometimes people say that water pressure is too low and I don't like my shower. So this is, it fits in other places to like our indoor list later, but there's a shower head by Oxygenics that adds air to the water and makes it feel like a much higher pressure shower yeah. and it saves water and it doesn't need a lot of pressure and they're fabulous shower heads. Yeah, whatever voodoo that thing does to the water, it does it does it well <laughs> because it turns that lousy RV shower head. Every RV seems to come with these really horrible, cheap, cheap <laughs> and shower heads. heads. <laughs> and it's literally the first thing you want to replace and do and get yeah. one of those oxygenics. They're like 30 bucks. It's not bad. Right, and so... Uh, this is a little offshoot of the topic, but that shower head will have like an on-off button. So oh, yeah. while you're showering, you can turn the water off while you're soaping up or whatever. It always dribbles a little bit. If you have one and it dribbles a little bit, don't worry. It's supposed to. That way, the hot water demand stays yeah, on it, demand. So no, that, that, it, that way, yeah. It doesn't, so it doesn't completely stop giving you hot water and then you have to start your temperature oh, control yeah, all over again. You don't get the blast of chilly So don't be water. nervous if you get one of those and it dribbles a little bit when it's off. It's yeah, designed to do that. It's Spoda. If you do not have a whole RV filter built into your RV, ours does, and yet we bypassed it <laughs> and got an external filter. Now, we went a little nuts because we got, of we did. some of the places we camped, the water is, is truly disgusting i mean there's like nah it's not that good no this is like bleh. we go places where the water that we're going to use is not good quality and so we have actually a triple filter usually what's built into your rv is going to just be a single filter that mostly takes solid stuff out of the way so yeah. you're not chewing your water <laughs> yeah but those blue camco water filters are not bad and they're inexpensive and yeah. you know they just hang on your water hose and if you typically fine. go where you're you know you've got good potable water it's not that big of a deal but i mean not that we use non-potable water but <laughs> there are levels of potable i guess and so some of it just doesn't taste good or whatever so we use the filter that has not only for solids but then we have a charcoal filter to get rid of the tasty stuff yeah wait isn't all water potable because if i put it in a bucket and carry it over there that makes it potable it's portable oh 
Anyway. And then when you're done using that water, water and it's gone to the exit system, you're going to want to have a really good high quality sewer hose yeah. for your dumping because the one that comes with your RV almost certainly is going to be kind Trash. of paper thin. And actually I used our paper thin one as a Halloween decoration and I had it semi stretched out and I can't, it won't. It won't contract now. Uh, it's like stretched it's so, permanently. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll even get it in there for a... We, we usually carry it around just as a backup or a demonstration of cheap what sewer line. Get? Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure we're going to be able to get it back into the bumper now. Uh-oh. It's all stretched out. Yeah, get one of those really good, like the Rhino sewer hoses. That It's, it's so worth the money. Yeah. I mean, another thing, as long as I'm spending your money, I got one of those... I resisted it for a while, but those sewer line elevator type of thing, those th- I, I'm so happy I bought that. Yeah, it makes like a ramp. Yeah. And then, of course, the L-shaped oh, clear yes. portion that goes on the end so you can actually see what's coming through. Yeah. I mean, we could just keep going on and on and <laughs> well, on. I'll tell you, we could spend <laughs> your money. But yeah, the clear fitting for the end of the sewer line is really ideal because you can see when the water runs clear, which means your tank is truly empty. Yep. So we, I think we're done with water. Yeah, let's move on from water to power. Yeah, we're in water and power. We're like a... Water and power. We're like yeah. a whole government agency. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, you probably have a computer somewhere at home or at work. You probably have a surge suppressor or energy management system on it, right? Well, you've got to think in your RV, if it's at all newer, there's a bunch of little computers running the water heater and the refrigerator and the heater heater and just all of that stuff. So a really good energy management system, I think, is an essential part of camping. Just like juice toast and flakes are an essential breakfast. (laughs) Wait, no, they're not. Juice toast and flakes. I don't know. How old are you? A (laughs) hundred. No, but seriously, here's why. So let's say you are at a campground and you plug in and it's like, ooh, everything's working fine. I'm a happy lad. And then here comes Bubba with his ancient trailer that he has patched himself with varying levels of success and plugs into the pedestal two trailers down from you and shorts out the entire leg. And this is stuff I have heard happen. We've talked about it on our RV electricity episode with Mike Sokol. Now your RV is fried. And do you think Bubba has insurance for that? No. So it's on you and that is not going to be cheap. So if something is going to blow out, it would be better if it's just that. And then we're not saying it's cheap. You know, they're a few hundred dollars maybe, but that's a lot cheaper than having to replace your entire electrical system in your RV. The one we have been recommending the progressive external surge suppressor for a while, and we have one and like it. But today I would buy the Hughes Powerformer because the surge piece basically is replaceable and it's Bluetooth. So you can reset it on your phone. And here is why I like an external one as opposed to one built into your RV. When we get to a campsite, I plug the search suppressor in first. I don't even back in. I plug it in. And if the search suppressor is like, your power is bueno, dude, then we back in. Then we take that site. And if the search suppressor says, no bueno, dude, then we go ask for another site. And it has happened. Or on occasion, when it's just been a day or two, I've actually just not used electricity. And that's fine too. We boondock a lot, so we know how to do that. So if it's too full or I, you know, whatever. There have been a couple of times when I just said, eh, I don't need electricity today. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's fine. Oh, we have solar and all that. Yeah. And then speaking of electricity, you're going to want what they call dog bone adapters. Woof. I know we're hounding you. <laughs> Not barking up the wrong tree. Uh, yeah, yeah. I okay. saw a dog bone adapter. So a dog bone adapter, let's say you have a rig that is 30 amp, right? Which is pretty typical for a travel trailer and right? even smaller motorhomes. There are adapters that go from your typical 20 amp power plug, like what you have it in your house, or it's probably 15 amp, really, that allow you to plug in that 30 amp. So if you just need to charge your fridge or, or the battery or something, you're good. There are also adapters that, let's say you pull into a RV site and it's a 50 amp site and you have a 30 amp trailer. So you'll want a 50 to 30 adapter. Or if you have a 50 amp rig and there's only 30 amp plugs, which is probably fairly common, you want that adapter. Now, please understand that just because you have a dog bone adapter does not mean you get more power. No. If it's 15 amps or if it's 30 amps and you dog bone it to your 50 amp RV, you're still only going to get 30 amps. You're going to have to make that adjustment in your use of electricity in your RV. Yes. Yeah. This is just because the plug types are different and this gives you an opportunity to take your plug type and plug it into the plug type that's available. Yes, exactly. And you you will need those things when you're the furthest from a store that sells them. So it's just right. good to have them. Again, they're not that expensive, but they're not cheap either unless, you know, you don't want to buy You don't really want a cheap ones. one because then you're, you might as well just use a extension cord from the living room or something uh, <laughs> and, from that lamp. Yeah. All right. All of you who have done that, raise your hand. Yeah. I, yeah, I see you back I there. I see you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All right. So while we're still outside and we've got water and we've got power, are we level? <laughs> Well, let me level with you. <laughs> Tony's on the level. Well, of course, there are some RVs that have automatic leveling systems. Right. But if yours does not, there are various levelers that you're going to want. I think the most common levelers people buy are those Lynx levelers, which is like Legos. We call them Legos. They're all square. They're not rectangular like Legos, but they're designed to link together, stack together and that way you can get a pile as high as you need and build a ramp out of it. Yeah, they're useful for a lot of things. Right, and we use them under the jacks just so that we're not pressing the jacks down into the ground. Right. And that all stays stable. And it's important to remember that if you have a travel trailer, those scissor jacks are not levelers. They are just stabilizers. They're basically there to reduce the shaking, not use them to jack up the trailer, which right. we saw the other day we where the wheels it. were totally off the ground. And I'm like, oh, one good wind and all those jacks are going to fail. But anyway. We like the wedge shaped level because it's so easy to use. There's not really any building or guessing or figuring out how many links to use. There's a wedge shape that you just tuck under the tire back or go forward Put your tire onto that wedge and it lifts that side up. Yeah, with a travel trailer, it's easy because right. you only have to worry about left and right. Right. With a motorhome, you're going to want two of these levelers because you'll want one for the front and back wheels and then you'll drive up and it raises it side to side and it's a little more complicated but you still can do it with the now, well, with we those have one levelers. axle if it's a trailer with two axles do they need two wedges yes okay 
Absolutely. It's up front and back, but it's both wheels on that side. Correct, because you don't want to just have all the weight on one axle. So while we're outside, one of the things that we have advocated quite a bit is keeping your tires properly inflated. Absolutely. We always check the tires before we move the RV. So early in the morning when it's still cool so that they haven't heated up. And before we get on the road, we make sure that our air pressure in our trailer and our truck are up to snuff. Yeah, I just checked the truck and I had checked it not too long ago and one of the tires was way out of whack. And that tells me perhaps there's a bad valve or something like that. So it's just good to know and kind of keep track of. And also travel trailer tires are so ignored. And that's why you see so many blowouts. Well, that and some and really, cheap tires. Yeah, cheap tires too. But but I mean, even but we cheap went tires, on cheap tires for two years and we maintained them yeah. and took care of them and they were fine until they weren't, of yeah. course. But we didn't have actual blowout. It just started not holding air. Yeah, you know. But we we're kind of meticulous about taking care of them, and so follow the cold inflation pressure on your vehicle and your towed vehicle. And our favorite way to do that is with our Ryobi air compressor because we've always got batteries available because of other Ryobi things that we'll talk about (laughs) as we go through here. And the air compressor is awesome because you tell it what pressure you want that tire to be. You plug it in and it says, well, it is this pressure, so I'm going to add more air until I get to the pressure you want. Yeah. It's very smart and, you know, it's not like pump for a while and then test it and then pump for a while and then test it. This does everything on its own. Yeah, it's super convenient how this thing works. And again, by having those Ryobi batteries, we use them for lanterns and drills and all kinds of crazy stuff. And this Ryobi air compressor that we're yapping on about also has an inflator as well. So if you have air mattress or air kayaks or whatever you need to blow up a big gorilla outside your campsite whatever it is you can do it with this and the other thing that we use ryobi batteries for while we're outside setting up we have a drill and we put a nut attachment on it and use that to lower and raise our jacks because yeah, we're lazy and we don't want to do it by hand. <laughs> and I also use that drill. Instead of, you know, you get those stakes to hold on. If you get one of those outdoor carpets or a, a clam room or whatever the heck it happens to be, typically people put stakes in and so you want to hammer and stakes, right? Well, I bring lag bolts and I bring, I don't know, what are they? Two inch lag bolts. Yep. And since we have our impact driver, aka drill with us anyway, I just lag bolt it right into the dirt and then to get it back out because how many of you and i know everybody's probably going to raise their hand have hammered some kind of a pin in to hold down a rug or a tent or a clam and then you can't get it back out (laughs) and i see them all over campgrounds they're like stuck in the ground because you just unhook your tent from it and go because you can't get that pin to come back out of the ground yeah i mean i've seen those things everywhere so the lack bolts and that drill is you know again things serving multiple purposes yep it's kind of super fantastic i also put a big washer around it to kind of spread out the force on those eyelets and all that stuff so you're done setting up outside and Mm -hmm. we're going to go inside in a little bit but first i just wanted to stay outside and talk about the things that you're gonna now these are a little bit less vital 
to safe and secure setting up. And these are more vital to having a good time. <laughs> so a blender. Relaxing while you're there. <laughs> you can use that drill we just talked about for a blender. You can use your Ryobi drill as a blender. Yeah. We've talked about that before. But, you know, just get some good, comfortable chairs. Think about whether you're going to have a fire. We have a propane fire pit because most of the year when we camp, we're not allowed to have fires. So we have a fire pit that we carry along with us. You might want to put out a rug or a mat by the door, which we use those lag bolts to hold down so it doesn't blow away. We also, as I mentioned a moment ago, since we have those Ryobi batteries, they make a bunch of really cool lanterns and even a Bluetooth stereo. So we use the heck out of those batteries. So those are good for setting up a camp to have, you know, so that everything is fun and comfortable and, and relaxing. And one of Tony's favorite gadgets. Yeah, the Thermocell. Yeah. We've talked about that before. It truly does keep the skeeters away and it works well. So the thermocell is, to me, a must have because if there is a mosquito in the county, it is going to find me. <laughs> All right. So let's go inside and finish setting up. You're going to want to have your kitchen set up with things that are durable and not breakable and don't take up a lot of space. You know, there's a lot of options really. And so we're just going to tell you that our favorite cookware, because we really have small amount of storage space for our kitchen, Tony found magma cookware, which is all stackable. So it all fits into the space of the biggest pan, which is super nice. The handles come loose and just lay inside. Well, purposely. They just, there's a button you press and the handle slides right off. Right, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, they come off intentionally. Yeah. As opposed to like, doggone it, the handle fell off. (laughs) No, no. So these are great if you are a little bit short on space, especially. Well, even if you're not, why waste space? And they're really good cookware. Yeah. We've really, really enjoyed using them. I think we've mentioned before we had a bed and breakfast and we have commercial expensive cookware from those days. And doggone, this stuff was a fraction of the price and is pretty close it's pretty close to the same so quality, i've been yeah. and we've had it now for years and it's held up really really well right so i'm happy with that magma cookware and there's different ones there's an induction compatible version there's non-stick versions ours is just the regular old stainless steel version so you're going to want plates and glasses and cups that don't break and again everybody has their preference we happen to use vintage melmac or melamine plates and bowls that we really love we happen to have a lot of vintage Tupperware cups. Yeah. We've gotten really into using the like stainless steel tumblers lately. Those things, yeah, with the clear lids, they're for wine or beer or coffee. or. We yeah. use them a lot. They have a silicone base. I like them. Yeah. I've got one that I got at a girl camp out that has the group's logo on it. We've got some from Pampered Chef that have a silicone cup around the bottom of them so they don't slide around and spill and clank and just remember that you want to get things that you're willing to use you know some people are like no I'm not eating off a Melmac I'm not eating off a Melamine some people use Chinette some people only use paper and if that's your thing then you do you yeah (laughs) just don't go camping without having dishes and (laughs) yeah well i mean you you really want stuff that's quote unquote unbreakable i mean no matter how you pack it especially in a travel trailer it's going to shake apart so plastic and metal is the way to go the china is great but it's not gonna last yeah so we have a spice rack i got good deal on a bunch of tupperware the small short spice containers and so we have eight or ten spices that we have in a stainless steel carrier 
that we found a way to hang on the wall. So we've got our spices. Yeah, and we hung it on the wall with command strips. Yeah, with command strips, so which we hooks, use a lot. <laughs> yeah, command hooks. We do take it off when we hit the road. Right. So it doesn't stay up there. So it doesn't bounce around and fall off. It's stuck up there for a while. So, well, we found a smooth wall. Yeah. Some of the walls are not smooth. Right. Of course, as this should have been number one, (laughs) but don't forget to take your coffee if you're a coffee drinker. No. Now, as much as we are coffee drinkers, we actually have left without coffee grounds and had to find a store and buy coffee. Yeah. We've never forgotten our coffee maker. Well, that's because we have we have two now for the camper. Because we keep them in the camper. Right. (laughs) They're specifically that. And that's our AeroPress, which we really like. And we've talked about it before. The oxygenic shower head we've already talked about, but that makes a really comfortable shower. You're going to want some kind of bedding. We use a super bag. I see people all the time on Facebook like, it's such a workout to put the sheets on the bed. With an RV super bag, the sheets are inside basically a sleeping bag. There's no putting anything over the corners of the mattress. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, and it's comfortable. It has a winter side and a summer side. It's made here in the United States, and the owner is a really nice guy who does a good job of providing a quality product. It's not horribly inexpensive. And the sheets stay in with Velcro strips, and so when it's time to wash, you just pull them out by the Velcro, wash and dry it, take it back, stick it back inside the bag, and you're yep. good to go. Yeah, I think it's No a, corners to tuck. Yeah, it's really an easy solution for RV bedding. Last but not least, we've almost... Is your bank account completely drained yet? <laughs> because now this is the most important one. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is going to, again, be personal to every camper. If you've got a family, if you've got pets, if you're a single, if you're a... Whatever emergency kit needs to be in your RV, you need to get it together and put it in your RV. And that means first aid kit, fire protection, go bag, you know, all those things for the people that are in your RV. Yeah, you have to be ready for when the fan stops spinning, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Everything from Band-Aids to antiseptic cream and all, you know, just all that stuff. And as Peggy said, a go bag, just be ready for if bad things happen because you know what the old adage, if you're ready, they won't. If you're not, they will. So Murphy, his law is always (laughs) in effect. Yep. That's basically... We've spent your money. I I hope we left you with a little bit of something. Yeah, hopefully enough to go camping, but even if not... But really, we think that these things... Like, you're not going to be happy if you go camping without this list of things. Yeah, I think these are all the basics to make the RV work. Do you have something that you think we should put on this list? Do you want to spend our money? Yeah. Because, <laughs> swear, you tell us we're going to do Because oh, yeah. we're like that. We like stuff. Yeah, I, absolutely. And uh, now we have and a bigger And if it comes with battery or stuff. remote control, oh, yeah. Tony is on it now. Uh, absolutely. We have a Facebook group where you can chime in and join us in a polite RV-related discussion. Yes. Come there and tell us what we need to buy because we'll probably buy one. <laughs> so we'll be right back after this. We have even more of the podcast. Did you make our camping reservations? No, everything's full. We might have to rethink our trip. No way. Did you look at Boondocker's welcome? 
You remember they have hosts all over the place where we can stay free. Some that are totally off-grid camping and some with partial and even full hookups. There's all kinds of great places to overnight. Of course. And we even have a coupon code to join Boondockers Welcome on our partners page. You could save five bucks when you sign up. How could I forget? There are all kinds of great places we can find on the Boondockers Welcome website. Our trip is saved. And speaking of saving money, we will, since there's no charge to stay at any Boondockers Welcome site. It's the best deal out there, and it's a great way to meet local hosts and stay in local places and expand our journey. Well, I'm going to finish planning our epic road trip, and it's going to be even better with stays we find on the Boondockers Welcome website. And it's so easy to locate hosts along your next epic adventure. All right. Last week, we talked about s'mores and we gave you some recipes and we asked if people had recipes and we got another great list of recipes. (laughs) Our friend Angela Blair recommended that we put Rolos in instead of regular chocolate bars or instead of Reese's. And I am all over the caramel. (laughs) I am ready to try this one. Rachel Clausen wrote that Peeps and chocolate graham crackers and Reese's are alternative ingredients worth considering. Okay, you consider that Peeps. Yeah, right. I'll consider the chocolate graham crackers. (laughs) (laughs) Peggy is not a peeps person. Not a peeps person. You know, it's a marshmallow, guys. Yeah, Peggy's not the big fan of marshmallows. Anyway, Karen Browning suggested using an ice cream cone and fill it with chocolate chips and marshmallows, wrap it in foil, and put it by the fire to melt. Yeah, and then Tony said pretzel cone. Pretzel cone. What about using a pretzel cone? Those things are phenomenal. And we used to have an ice cream shop nearby that used pretzel cones. And then they had a, what was it? A salted caramel. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Ice cream. It was really good treat. Oh, But was. anyway, so you can make them instead of standing over the fire, you can, and these are easy to pre-make, which is nice. And if you've got little kids that can't roast their own marshmallows. Yeah. Again, you know, I'll take more recipes, honest. We might have run out of s'mores ideas, but I doubt it. For every person, there's a s'more. Yeah, that's true. So what, <laughs> whatever you have can join us over on that Facebook group. But Tony has a gadget to tell us about this week. So I've been writing these gadget reports over on RV Travel, as you know. And somebody sent me a thing called the RV Slide-Out Sweep. And essentially, it's a U. Not like you who's listening, but the letter U. Like and a you, U-shaped handle. Yeah. Right? Like a broom handle. So you handle. get one of those brooms from the hardware store where you can unscrew the head. You unscrew the broom head, and you screw this between the handle for the broom and the broom head, and then you can sweep off the top of your slide-out rooms when they're open without having to get up on the roof. It's an easy way to clean off the top of your slides. It was really well made, and I thought this thing was pretty cool. I mean, if you have a slide out and you don't have a slide topper, get you one of these. I'll, I'll put a link of where you yeah. can get one. It was... And we've even been able to use it just for the leaves that have accumulated on the roof of the RV. Tony yeah. was able to sweep those leaves off without having to get up on a ladder. Yeah. In fact, the broom I used at the Quartzsite RV show, we bought this like rubber broom. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like rubber instead of... Instead of straw or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And God, that thing is great for sweeping off the roof yeah. of the trailer. Yeah. So... There you go. RV Slide Sweep. Made in the USA by basically a guy with an idea. So, sounds good. (laughs) 
All right. So I've got a question. This is what I want you to come on Facebook and tell us, even if you don't have a s'mores recipe or a gadget (laughs) for us to buy. I want to know what you're doing for Thanksgiving. Are you camping for Thanksgiving? Do you have special camping recipes that you use for Thanksgiving? We today made our reservations for our Thanksgiving trip and I want to maybe try something new. Yeah, so, we were holding out, but now we have our reservations. That's right. So. so let us know if you have a recipe that you love that's Thanksgiving-y, or even if it's not particularly thanksgiving but you do it anyway every Thanksgiving when you're camping. Get on Facebook and let us know. Join us on our Facebook group and share your our question of the week is, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And do you have something that makes your Thanksgiving special while camping? And before Thanksgiving comes, we are going to have some guests that are going to tell us about their favorite recipes. Yeah, some really cool guests. Well, we always, we're very fortunate. We, we have, we know some cool folks, so... Well, that is our episode this week. If you are going camping with some friends, bring them along on the podcast with you. If you have that Ryobi Bluetooth stereo, you could play this Stressless Camping podcast. For all your friends in the campground. Yeah, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. I'm sure you'll make new friends if you just play well, it Well, you'll out certainly there. get attention. <laughs> Maybe the ranger will come by. That's right. <laughs> and, and if you go to www.stresslesscamping.com, you know you can jump off from there and get to all the social places like facebook where you can tell us about your recipes and instagram and twitter and all of those places wherever you want to be social we're there with you we are there and if you don't want to miss a future episode of the stressless camping podcast it's free it's free to subscribe on any podcast app yeah we even got on to stitcher, stitcher this, this week. week yep so Catherine told us that she couldn't find us there so we fixed, fixed it. it so we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire and by the way thank you to all of you who have been listening our numbers are way way up and thank you to those of you who have written us a review those yeah. are extremely helpful we really really appreciate those yeah, reviews that's why i think the numbers went up and so we don't ever think we don't really appreciate your being there we sure do our goal is to provide you with value with every one of these episodes that's basically the mantra that we go by so hopefully we're doing it that's right on that note thank you again for joining us and we will We'll see you next week. And until then, happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping.